Hello, everyone, and welcome to Oh, a podcast, the podcast about playing games and making games. Brought to you by Oarock Studios. I'm Paul Franzen, the head boy of Oarock. And I'm Michael Gray, the head writer of Oarock. And this month we have another special episode for you. No, just kidding. It's just me and Michael. How you doing, Michael? Uh, I'm fine. I, I'm a little disappointed there's no special episode. I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, we, we, are, we are live on Discord at the moment. We can see if anyone wants to be a special guest. Um, That's okay. That's okay. Uh, yeah. I don't really want any <laughs> so do we have any? <laughs> do we have any fancy news? Um, uh, fancy news? Um, de- depends on how you think about fancy uh-oh, that's not good. Um, is, is, there, is there glitter involved? Glitter makes everything fancy. There ought to be glitter involved, yes. Um, I've actually uh, been going back and re-recording all of my footage for Internet Court to add a little glitter to my, to my costume. Um, that's why it's, it's been taking so long to finish. I had to redo everything. Oh, okay. Okay, well, that, that makes sense. Just, just make sure not to leave the old takes and the new takes. No, 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 absolutely side not. Side by side. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to accidentally switch them in and out too. Then we'd have all kinds of continuity issues, and people would make fun of us on IMDb for it. It'd be really embarrassing. Yeah, there's like, wait a minute, why? Why did his beard grow two feet during uh, case number three? <laughs> and why is it suddenly gray? That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we, then we re-record your your child's foot just like wow she's like three years older now that's weird huh i don't know how that <laughs> happened yeah <laughs> um yeah so what's going on i'm checking through my uh notes um so this this past i guess month uh for november i've been trying to do the nano rhymo project so i've been trying to write this uh science fiction game which we've kind of mentioned on the podcast i was kind of interested in it i think i've mentioned i just have like a file with different various game ideas and so i just ran it through a randomizer and it it, it picked that game (laughs) this this is definitely how like ron gilbert and tim schaefer designed their video games (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I threw together, like, all three or four of the idea. Like, on my list of ideas for games, I had, like, three or four different science fiction ideas. So I just sort of threw them all together for this one. Perfect. Because awesome. it, it was a solid one. So it's like, I'm just going to steal my uh, my other ideas rather than, like, you know, write five time travel games. <laughs> um, we've already had enough time travel, I think, in Rock. I don't know. <laughs> It's an excellent... Is this the... Um, I think you talked a few months ago about doing one that sort of had, like, Groundhog Day elements. Is that is that in, in here? Yeah, is yeah, that yeah, one of the yeah, ideas? yeah, that... Yeah. Yeah, that's it, that's it. Cool. So I I, I sent um, Paul the list of, like, puzzles and stuff, because I couldn't figure out how to do adventure game puzzles <laughs> whatsoever. So it's, it's going to be fun when you see it. I, I've got it all, like, done. I can send it to you at any point, but... Uh, oh, cool. Oh, I'm I'm sure the uh, the puzzle ideas I gave you were actually completely impossible to implement, but I have no idea. I I inserted some of them as uh, like joke suggestions. <laughs> um, but I, I I did try to like program. I I tried to do it the way that you would program it in um, RenPy, and I don't know if I did that on purpose or not. Um, simply just so 
I would have a lot more words and meet like the word count total. So, oh, I see. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I programmed the puzzle where um, uh, you're, you're supposed to scare your dad who's sitting in an armchair, and then, you know, that, that causes dad to drop his phone into coffee. <laughs> oh, that was one of my suggestions. <laughs> yeah, it's great, yeah. So I, I, I programmed that and basically had, like, there are like nine different options because like there are three different ways his chair can be if he's got it all the way up, part way back, or all the way back. And then I, I picked like three different places you can put your phone on on the the coffee table seat. So with all like those nine options, that that took up a lot of sp- it took took way too long to keep track of actually. <laughs> yeah. With with that puzzle, it looks like. Uh, just on that day of the game, there are nine plus nine. There, there are like 15 different ways to fail. So there's a lot of oh, programming excellent. and code, I suppose. How many uh, words are you up to as of uh, the recording right now? So I, I got to like 35. Th- I basically got to the end of my outline. And I think it's at the point where it wouldn't be worthwhile to, to write anymore. I figure I, uh, the next step is just to send it to you. Okay, yeah, cool. Oh, and I also want to point out that I do know how to program a, a five-minute timer in RenPy. I I actually hey. know how to do that. <laughs> oh, did you do that with uh, the Mermaid game before? Uh, I did not. I actually, for the... Uh, I, I found the code on how to do that for the Moms game. So uh, if somebody, like, failed a puzzle, they would add five seconds to the puzzle. Oh, you know. okay. Okay, cool. Oh, so you, yeah, you already know how to do that. Awesome. I don't, yeah, I don't think that's anything I've ever actually implemented in RenPy before. Cool. Well, I would just copy paste whatever I did last time. Oh, yeah. But it, <laughs> it, it's weird. What you do is you like set a, a variable to like 500 and say that's the number of seconds you want. And then uh, every second the game will check it and they'll say, mm, okay, mm-hmm. is the variable zero yet? If not, minus one, do it again next second. Oh, uh, interesting. It okay. It checks every second. So I don't know if that's how you're supposed to do it. I'm not sure if that's how timers work in other game systems, but that's the workaround. Is <laughs> It's like, okay, 500 seconds. How do you get it to keep checking itself like that? I think, like, it, was a, I think it was a function. I'll check. Oh, cool. Yeah, because well, I remember... I'll pull, um, up, I'll pull up the actual yeah. code. I remember in AGS that was it was kind of a pain to do something like that because what was it you had to like put it into the repeatedly execute function for gosh for like a specific room in the game and anything you put in that block if I recall correctly would always like slow things down tremendously so you had to be super careful about using it. Yeah, I remember I remember it being kind of a hassle, so it'd be cool if it was easy in RenPy. RenPy has a timer function, so uh, it was timer point one or repeat. That's why I did. And then, like I said, if if it's true, the action is uh, just remove one, and then and then something to say if the if the if it's zero, then you then, jump. Yeah, to, then uh, the then the action the, happens. The failure. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, and I have a. Uh, I put like the entire thing in uh, whatever you call it. Things in the code that the the reader that the game just kind of ignores. Oh, like you commented it out, like with the yeah the comment things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah, with the with the pound sign, the hashtag. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did that with, to like explain everything that's happening in the timer, just because I knew yeah. I would totally forget it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that's something I always have to remind myself to do when I'm coding. Like, boy, if the, like if I'm doing anything particularly complicated, I'm like, well, I really, I really need to explain exactly what's going on right now because otherwise, if I ever have to read like edit this at all, I'm going to be so lost. <laughs> or if you want to like copy and paste the code for a future game, you you better have. Yeah, explained to yourself what is going on. Have to repeat the puzzle, yeah? Because my, my code certainly tends to make me look like a madman. <laughs> so anyway, that's the uh, that's the news. Um, I've been, I've been, that's basically all I've been doing with my writing um, this month. I forget which other puzzle ideas... Gosh, it should be here. No, I think I deleted the puzzle ideas you gave me. <laughs> oh, ouch. Okay. All right. Fine. <laughs> uh, by that, I mean I copy-pasted the things from the document you sent me into the document where I was writing the thing, and then I deleted your suggestion document. <laughs> okay. All right. All that's, right. That's all. I didn't, I didn't, like, just delete everything. <laughs> it's fine. I also, a lot of, like, my puzzle design there was less thinking about what's technically feasible or or what like matches the overall design in this game and it, and it was more like what thing what sounds funny to me <laughs> we have with with little regard uh, given to usability of said puzzles mhm um for the final thing of the game it's basically i didn't bother to try to program the puzzle or anything i just wrote down a list of various ideas so it's like cool. hey i wouldn't it be cool if there was, like, a pendulum puzzle here? Um, because I was trying to think of a puzzle that's related to time. And I have no idea how I would program that. It, it probably would be impossible. With, like, an animated pendulum on the screen? Oh, man, wouldn't that be crazy? <laughs> I, don't, I have no idea how to do that in anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's been fun watching people's... Uh, Let's Plays of Cat President 2 because I remind myself that there is exactly one animation in the game and it's when you're outside the elevator door uh, the uh, the light on the door blinks off and on and off and I see it in the game and I'm always, I'm always so impressed with myself and I have to point it out to everybody oh my gosh <laughs> yeah there's I know animation is I don't know, how do you even do that? Do you do that with like a a a, a gif or something? No, uh, you. I, I do it frame by frame, so that's why it worked with this one because it was two frames. One frame was lit up, and one frame was not lit up. Uh, so it was very simple. I mean, you, you there's like a way you just define an image in the game, and you say uh, this image is actually multiple, made up of multiple pictures. And then you say, like, it, picture one, and then how long you, of a pause, and then picture two. So it's like, uh, it shows elevator on, and then, like, you know, 0.5 seconds, and then elevator off, 0.5 seconds. And then you just do show that image uh, when you actually want to display it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very easy to do extremely simple animations like that. Well, Put yeah, that way. So is the image just, uh, gosh, the, the entire background or just the part that changes? Uh, I did, I think I did the whole background. Yeah. I mean, I, or sorry, the whole background doesn't change. I mean, it's just one flashing thing on the background, but it's just like made up of two 
background images, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Because that was the easiest way for me to do it. Well, I actually did do something similar in the first Cat President game when um, you're in, I believe it's Frisky's office, and looking at his employee's computer, there's like a blinking cursor on the screen, which I did for the same exact reason, which was that it was a simple thing to do. So that's something we, we could also play with more in the future if, if just if we happen to think of places where it would work. It would be very, very small background animations like that. I've been thinking maybe I should try to implement that more or at least try to notice places where I could implement it more. Like on uh, a cat present where you've got the dog going around the, uh, the luggage <laughs> cart don't know. in the airport. I don't know that See, now that sounds like an animation that might be too difficult to have that animated. It probably would, actually. <laughs> but you could probably just do a, a moving, uh, I mean, presuming the luggage cart is empty, you could probably just do do an animation of that. Not too complicated, I guess. It'd be like five uh. frames, and then it just loops over and over and over again. And so it looks like the entire conveyor belt is going over and over and over again when it's oh, like, nope, I it's see. just five frames looping. I see. You're so you're saying like not with without the dog on there, just the uh, just the conveyor belt moving. Yeah. Oh, and you know, I, it would be like it would be very doable if I happened to like take pictures of the conveyor belt in motion like that, and then mm-hmm. I could really just like layer, as you say, five background images on top of each other where the conveyor belt's at a different position in each one. That'd be kind of interesting. Yeah, and then I think what you do next is you'd have a, a separate animation for just the dog because i don't know Mm -hmm. let's assume the dog's just sitting in place and never turning left and right and it's like okay here's the dog at the left part of the screen the middle and then the right part maybe but the like your perspective of the dog would like the dog goes around a would go around a corner at least in in this specific image so i'd have to have an image of yeah viewing the dog from the side and then viewing the dog like at a diagonal angle, stuff like that. And it was just like one picture of one dog that I pulled off of Pixabay, so I would not I would not have that opportunity. But I see. But yeah, like we definitely do stuff like that or like if there's a clock in a background, that would be pretty easy to do too if it had like a second hand, just have a few different images of the second hand going around, stuff like that. Yeah, I've seen that in a game where yeah. where it displays like the real time on the on the clock. That was kind of cool. <laughs> That would be, oh man, that would be tough. Yeah. If there was like a digital clock, that would be probably pretty easy because that, that that could just be text that displays the current time. Yeah, if you, as you said, if there is a function for that in RenPy, oh, that would be kind of interesting. I think we even had a digital clock in the background of some scenes in the first game. I probably could have tried that. Oh, wow. There's an actually, there's a game runtime counter, I guess. Ooh, and run pie. I don't know what you'd yeah. use that for, but you can determine how long somebody's been playing the game. Oh, oh! I used something like that. Oh gosh, that's right. I must have used a timer in one of these games. Um, in the first game, Cat President One, there's an achievement you get if you spend too much time trying to <laughs> trying to pick a character to play as. <laughs> you oh. get an achievement for taking your time. Gosh, that's right. I forgot about that. Apparently, it looks like what I did for the timer was um, I just copy-pasted that from uh, the RenPy documentation for doing, like, a timed menu. 
So, like, if, okay. if you don't pick oh. within three seconds, the game forces you to uh, pick. I mean, it picks for you. Because uh, I guess it makes sense that people would want that option in a, in a game. We, we've never done that. Yeah. Oh, huh. all right. Well, all right. So two things on that subject. One, well, one, um, uh, apparently uh, the the thing I did for the achievement in Cat President 1 was quite simple. The, like the code is literally just timer 45 and then action and you get an achievement if you spend 45 seconds on the screen. <laughs> That's the oh, whole wow, thing. Oh wow, that's that's great. Yeah. Yeah. I think I did that just cuz I wanted to mess with people who were like uh messing around on the screen just listening to all the meows. I wanted to sort of poke fun at them for doing that. So I put an achievement in there. Oh my gosh, it's called Cat Got Your Tongue. Yep. Awesome. Uh <laughs> uh the other thing about choices, uh see, so you're saying we could have uh yeah, like a thing where you get the um the choice menu and then if you spend too long, it like it doesn't let you choose like like a Walking Dead kind of thing. They do that a lot. Yeah, that's what I that's like, why I was thinking yeah. of. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was gonna say I'm I'm playing this other visual novel right now called Arcade Spirits, um, and it does some some kind of interesting stuff with uh, with choices like that. Um, if I recall, you and I were talking about how to incorporate like stats into a game, like you know cleverness or persuasiveness, like different. Uh, character abilities one could have so this game does something like that uh and then it takes away options if you don't meet a a a certain threshold for a certain statistic like if you're if you're uh not cheerful enough if you're not funny enough like it'll display the option and then a line through it because you're like no this character can't or wouldn't say that i thought that was kind of an interesting way to play with that yeah i've seen that before i just yeah yeah, I didn't bother trying to do that at all uh, with stats oh, no. at all. I, I was more focused on trying to do adventure game puzzles. Yeah. So oh, um, we'll we'll find a game where where stats just like inherently make sense one of these days. Yeah. So uh, a game I played this past month was Jenny uh, LeClue, which is sort of like an adventure game. It's got a lot of adventure game elements to it, but. Um, the way this particular game is set up is that you don't, like... There's no mouse feature, uh, actually. You can't use the mouse whatsoever. It's it's all up, down, left, right, W-A-S-D. Oh, yeah, I thought it was so weird. And it, it even after playing the game for several hours, it still was <laughs> difficult for me. Was was it, like, originally in, like, a tablet, like a mobile game or something? No, I don't know... I, I know they have it released for, like, Switch um, oh, okay. and, huh. and some other systems, but it was a Kickstarter game. So, so with this game, what you do is um, your character can only move left and right. That's I think that's all the animation they had the character do. I think they, <laughs> they have a running animation, and your character can jump for a, a platforming. Ch- There's a long platforming challenge. It takes super long. I, I didn't enjoy that that much. Um, but, uh, you know, your character can't move any closer or farther uh, from the screen, I suppose. I mean, they have close-ups of the character and everything, but it's not like Spirit in the Mirror where Paul can move closer to the player or, you know, closer to the background. It's like Jenny, Jenny can just move left and right. And when she's in front of something that you can interact with, there's like a, a pop-up menu that shows up, and you just hit the uh, 
that you hit the enter button to examine it or, you know, talk to this character or, or you know, root through the garbage or whatever you want her to do. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at images right now. It, yeah, it looks like, yeah, like a hybrid platformer adventure game. That's that's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Except is the uh, is the platforming kind of a pain? <laughs> It's it's were, really were... terrible. It's it's just uh, uh, it feels like it would be great with a controller, or it'd be just fine with the controller. Yeah. Uh, have you? I mean, have you tried it with a controller? Does does it like have like wired like Xbox or PlayStation controller support? I don't know if it does. Well, I was gonna say that um, the the running feature, like there's a specific button uh, for for running. It's it's the shift button, so you just press shift plus left right to to make her run. But uh, if she has to climb up a rock or you know jump over something, then it immediately resets, and you have to press the shift button again. So I can't just hold down the run and have her have her just keep going through all these obstacles or jump over them. It's that I constantly have to reset it. I mean, repress the uh, yeah. button. I don't know why that was so difficult for me, but it was. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it. Um, according to their Steam page, they they should have uh, controller support. So if you happen to have like some sort of USB controller that you could plug into your computer, um, maybe that would help. I don't know. It sounds like you're al- you're probably almost done playing the game by now, though. I already finished the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you already finished it. Yes, so. so that would not be very helpful. But anyway, so I wrote the uh, I, I wrote the puzzles and such, uh, sort of like the idea of Jenny LeClue. It's like, okay, I just here's a list of the various characters you can interact with, you know, characters you can ask questions, and the list of the various items you can pick up. Uh, I didn't bother with trying to do any programming for uh, how you actually pick them up or whatnot, or mm-hmm. where these things are in relation to each other. It's like just here's the list of all the things that you should be able to interact with for this puzzle, and it turns out I did not do a lot. Almost, I, I did like almost no um, picking up various items and using them. For for whatever reason, it didn't seem to to work very well. Yeah, well that 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 also tends to be sort of a a clunky mechanic when you're trying to put that into uh, RenPy. It's it's. Just it's one of those things that's not really built for is uh, inventory management like that, or at least I haven't seen a lot of games that you that do stuff like that that are built with RenPy. Yeah, so I think I did it the way uh, basically Jenny LeClue does it, which is basically you know she stands in front of a pair of scissors and you you press mm-hmm. enter, pick up scissors, and she's like, "All right, I'm holding the scissors now," but there's not like an inventory that you can use to take the scissors out of. Oh, okay. So she she has like she could pick up and like carry around just one item at a time. Is that the idea? I'm not sure if that's the idea. I I mean that's just sort of how I tried to write it or program it. I'd have to remember the Jenny LeClue game specifically. <laughs> so in, in your in your game, is there like actually a is there actually a character that moves around on the screen in your game? I I wouldn't know. I'd I'd uh, I I left it open so we could decide. Like I said, we only. Um, I only put down the list of things that you would be able to interact with in the puzzle. Right. But, uh, I mean, it's basically like, say the puzzle is to cut a piece of paper in half. Then it's like, well, there's a paper. Mm -hmm. You can interact with it. Basically, she looks at it and says, oh, it's a paper. I need to cut it. And then Mm -hmm. what you do next is you 
if she actually has the scissors, then you would have the option to cut the paper as opposed to just look at it. I see. Yeah. I mean, some of this stuff you could do with like screen actions, right? Like, yeah, it could, um, the background just could be a, a defined as a screen in Renpy, and then you could have hot spots or objects on the screens, like the pair of scissors could be there, and then you like click on the scissors, and yeah. Now you have the scissors, you're you're carrying them, and then, and then, like you're saying, you could then have the option to cut the paper from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as opposed to, um, yeah. you know, having an actual inventory where you click the scissors on your inventory, and then yeah, you, like, exactly. you just drag them to the piece of paper on the screen. It's just, once you've already interacted with the scissors and your character's picked it up, the the game knows mm-hmm. she's holding the scissors and uses, brings up all the weird scissors options. And you could still have, like, a list of items that you're carrying around. It just wouldn't be interactable. Or, if anything, you could, like, click on the items to, like, get a description of them. But they could just be, like, more of a reference list. Like, you are now carrying the scissors, the pencils, the the Christmas lights. Like, and then you now know that you are able to do those interactions should you have a use for them. But you don't, like, click, as you say, you don't click on the icon to activate them or anything. Hmm. Yeah. So I, d- I don't think I wrote any real puzzles where you have more than uh, two items. One of the final puzzles actually has, like, two different inventory items which you, you use together. Because I'm like, what would be mm-hmm. a puzzle? It's like, okay, I need a simple puzzle here. Um, use these two inventory items on each other to create a tool that will let you get into this locked facility. And so I, I take it, like, you, you pick up... you. Yeah, you pick up these two items, and then you then have the option to use them together. Yeah. Sort of like... I think that's yeah, like, supposed to be the yeah. idea, yeah. Well, I'm curious to see how this might work. <laughs> I don't know. I so, hope it does. I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we're, um, we're getting closer and closer now to finishing Internet Court, so when I'm finished that, then we can we can figure out what, what project I should be working on with for us next whether I should be focusing on the mom's game or, or on the sci-fi game. I've got a surprise third game, which you're, you're going to love, though. Oh, yeah? Okay. Okay, because the sci-fi game only went to, like, 35,000 uh, words, and I need, I need an extra, like, 15,000 to count for a NaNoWriMo. Yeah. Because they say you have to write 50,000 words a month. It doesn't count if you only do... Uh, so I'm like, okay, fine. Is there another game I can pick up? So I ran it through the randomizer. <laughs> and it... I wasn't actually going to write the games. Uh, when I say games, there are a couple of things I've done speculations for. Is that what you call it? A spec? A speculative? I don't know. Things that I've written, like, various outlines or ideas for. So... I've got a, a bunch of different specs like that, or I was planning to write some specs too. Anyway, um, one of the speculations I, I already done, and this was the one that came up when I ran the list through the randomizer, is that uh, too many Santa Claus games. Yes! So too many Santas. <laughs> now we're talking, all right. <laughs> I already wrote a very basic outline and sent it to you, and you said it was okay. And so... Um, I, I, I'm uh, I, I'm going for it, so that's what uh, that's what I'm writing. Oh man, it's, it's a very awesome. s- should be a very short, simple game. So like each each chapter is two pages long, and um, each pathway has four chapters. So each 
Each pathway should be just about 10 minutes long, really. <laughs> oh, I like this. Sorry, I'm, I'm looking at the outline, and yes, I do like this game. <laughs> yeah, so... Yes, uh, dating right... sim for Santas. <laughs> <laughs> so right yes, now I'm thank on you. page, page uh, 11. Oh, this is going to be a, a fun one to try to figure out art for. I don't know how we're going to be able to get <laughs> six different people in Santa costumes. I figured this would have to be one that we'd do them like anime style or, or oh, something. Oh, no. All right. I'm vaguely, I think when I wrote the outline, I vaguely based it off of my uh, memories of this weird dating sim where you dated pieces of sushi. Yes. Yeah, you, um, you said that in the email. You took the premise of the sushi game and replaced it with Santa. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. So that's what That's what I'm doing. It's it's the premise of the sushi game. Well, that's interesting. So if if it's a smaller game, if it's a smaller game, it'll be easier for us to uh afford getting actual art for it, I I would hope. Um I mean for a game like Cat Resident 2 with its you know, 10 chapter or what, 60 chapters or whatever total. Like there, there's mm. no universe in which we could afford to get an artist to draw all of that. But for a shorter game, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe it's not completely impossible. <laughs> Would we hire different people to do anime, uh, Santa? I don't know. <laughs> That's not the right word, is yeah. it? Um, I don't know. I don't, I was actually trying to figure this out. I don't know what the right word would be. I mean, most visual novels are in, like, an anime style, but, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be, but, but cartoon isn't really the right word. I don't know. Um, we could also, uh, if we get someone to draw the characters, maybe we could still save some money by um, not quite doing, like, photographs as the backgrounds, but maybe, like, manipulated f uh, photographs as the background. Like, some, like, if there's a way that uh, I could mess around with the with images in Photoshop and get those as backgrounds, and that would save a tremendous amount of money, as opposed to getting someone to draw all of those, too. Oh, here we go. We've got a website. How to draw anime Santa Claus step-by-step -step drawing guide. <laughs> Are you Googling clearly anime Santa Claus? <laughs> clearly, clearly we need to do that. Um, and then I'll just draw all the anime Santa Clauses. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> This is too many games, Michael. I told you I only want to work on I only want to work on one game at a time now. <laughs> there was a two episode anime um, starring Santa Claus called Itsudate My Santa. I wonder what that means. <laughs> I don't know. It's about this girl trying to make this boy who hates Christmas learn to love Christmas. A teacher from Santa Claus Academy. <laughs> what? That's yeah, okay, so I'm looking at the images right now for this anime. So these are definitely, like, sexy female Santas, or at least that's what it looks like. There's at least one sexy female Santa. Are you, are, is that what you're imagining, or are you imagining more like the traditional old guy with a beard kind of Santa? I have no idea, because right now I'm writing the uh, storyline for um, the, the good-looking Santa. But I, I, was, right. I, I was thinking more of them, would, they would be more like the traditional one. Your description, sexy Santa, buff and handsome, you'd better watch out around him. <laughs> oh. oh, okay, so um, he's been getting customers by just doing dancing outside the store. Um, yes. He's just got a group of people cheering for him, oh, so God. I was and expecting him to be buff and handsome. 
definitely going to be puns about getting people to sit on his lap too, isn't there? Um. Yep. That's a. Uh... So so there 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 are definitely people trying to sit in sexy Santa's lap. That that is something that happens, and the main character yes. gets mad at sexy Santa for for basically putting up with that. <laughs> this game sounds great. Yes, 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 yes. So it's just been a very fun little silly thing uh, that I've been writing um, to try to like fill up the last week of NaNoWriMo. Because sure. I, I think it'll take me to the end of the last week. And, you know, like I said, it's only like two pages and each each chapter has two decisions. I wasn't actually mm-hmm. sure how to... Um, put the decisions down the way i formatted it was just it's always here's the the good answer first and then the second answer second but i i feel like that would be unfair to players to always have the correct answer be the first one mm-hmm. so how did we do that in cat press did do we just like randomize um, think- it or... I think it's just random. I mean, I I left it however you did it in the original in the script, but um, I think I think it was it was mostly random. It wasn't always like the good is the first one and the bad is second. Also, they should be naughty and nice. That's what we should call them. No, the naughty decision, oh, the okay. nice decision. <laughs> it's gonna be yeah. So that's that's the the fun project. Yeah. Oh, I always love hearing about the fun project. <laughs> yes. So I've only got one other thing in in my notes here. It says uh, Pokemon Sword. Uh, Pokemon okay. Sword, it lets you play as one of six characters. Um, like, in reality, it's just two characters. Um, it's the male character and the female character, but they have different colored hair and skin. And I was going to say, I don't know how they program that. Do they just, like, program each, like, cutscene six times or do they just oh, program each cutscene twice or... See, I don't understand how games have customizable characters all the time if there's cutscenes that seems like it'd be impossible it's funny you mentioned that um, the visual novel I mentioned earlier uh, Arcade Spirits also does character customizations for the main character like at the beginning of the game you can choose uh, your character's hairstyle um the color of their outfit the color of their hair the color of their eyes i think and then whenever you see your character on on screen like there's their their regular character sprites it's all the decisions like that you made but also there are like um i think what they call in visual novels cgs i don't know why they call them that but like those sort of individual scenes that aren't just characters in front of a background they're more like specific tailored images anyway your character is customized in those scenes as well and you have like so many choices for colors there was like dozens and dozens of choices for the colors for my hoodie that my character is wearing so it's something that can be done i it, i think the game was made in renpy so it's it's a thing that you can possibly do somehow how did they even do that maybe it's just it's a blank uh I don't know, the, the hoodie's blank, and then they just layer the color on top of it, but then, gosh, I don't know how you do that. So I was thinking of having um, CGs in uh, in the silly Santa game. I don't know if that would be too much yeah. work, but... Um, oh, it probably would. It, so it really, like, 
It depends on how much money we're willing to spend on the art. Oh, no. But anyway, yeah, um, I do think CGs in general would be a cool thing for us to try to implement in a future game. Uh, it seems like a thing that people really like in visual novels. So I think it would be limited to, uh, I mean, specifically with the Santa game, because we don't have unlimited yeah, budget. Yeah, yeah. It would basically be uh, no. the good ending has one CG. Okay. If that makes sense. The good winning each pathway. Maybe that would be a, an okay way to limit it. Mm-hmm. So how many how many pathways are we talking about? How many how many pathways? How many? Oh, aren't there six though? Oh, yeah. Oh, maybe I'll we get could rid of cut one of those that Santas. down. We could just we could cut it down to like four Santas. Oh, that doesn't seem like a lot of Santas though. Maybe five. Yeah, hmm. <laughs> the other Santas DLC. I don't know. <laughs> you have to pay extra for naughty Santa. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh dear. <laughs> Huh. So, Internet Court. Uh, I'll give I'll give the uh, the quick update. Um, I only have two pages left to code. <laughs> if oh, we weren't hey, doing this that... podcast right now, I'd I'd be pretty close to finishing tonight, probably. Oh, that's <laughs> that's great. Yeah, actually, yeah. I'm, I that's actually I'm exaggerating a bit. There's a lot. Like the only thing that's left is actually like the last scene in the game. But there's there's a lot in that scene. There's a lot. There's like so many more lines than have been in any other scene in the entire game so far. Um, so it's of course taking time, just like everything else does. Uh, especially, um, I realized while I've been editing this footage, you you gave poor uh, Kelly the bridesmaid two of the longest lines in the entire game. <laughs> I didn't. I'm sorry. And one of them was like a joke you wrote, which was really really good, so I kept it. <laughs> Oh, where uh, she complained she wanted to be a backup dancer for Joey Joey and the Good Good Boys. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and, like and I think he had like two or three lines about it. I just thought it was great, so I kept that in. Oh. Uh, she insisted on doing it in one take. I think. Or, or yeah, the- she, I mean, she did a good job. Yeah, it was fun too because I've been watching all the footage you sent. Obviously. Uh- and it looks like you did it in in a couple different sessions. One where you were the director, and one where your stepdaughter was the director. Yeah, yeah. Um. I think it worked much better when I was the director because I was. Oh, look, I I'm not gonna say, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was funny actually. It seemed like Kelly was getting a little frustrated at one point. <laughs> I think I have an outtake where she she tells Mary to go stand by and face the wall. <laughs> <laughs> There's also like this whole like uh one like you know minute two minute segment where uh where where uh Mary is interviewing Rosie about her role in the game. I thought it was really cute. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, I might ask you if I can include that in in the bonus content as well, just because it was kind of cute. Okay, I'll have to take a look. I mean, Elvie's obviously yeah. filled much, filmed much later when Rosie could actually talk. It's true. It's funny. Like, you might not be able to realize that Rosie is the same character that actually appears in the game. Because, yeah, she's, you know, six months old or whatever <laughs> in her actual scenes. And then she's a toddler in these scenes in the in the in the bonus footage here. <laughs> that'll be that'll be great. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's fun. Uh, everything's yeah. I, I, I'm really happy. I'm at the point where I am now too, because I'm at the point where 
it's just straight dialogue. I am I don't have to do any more puzzles. There's no decisions. There's no more inventory management. It's just like editing footage and adding subtitles to it, and that's like all that it is for the next three page two two to two and a half pages. Mm-hmm. So that part's pretty straightforward, at least. And then yeah, and then it's adding music to this, and then uh, sending it to you to check out. Uh, and doing all, I mean, this, this should sound very familiar to anyone who listened to the podcast like two months ago when I was finishing Cat President, but it's, you know, all that same stuff, interface design, everything, menus. I haven't touched the main menu for this game yet, so I don't really know what that's going to look like yet. It's nice. Yeah, I've still got the, I've got the entire, I've still got like all my internet court footage. (laughs) Oh dear. (laughs) But yeah, so this is this is sort of the reason why I I, I alluded to this earlier in this episode that I, I sort of want to just focus on one game at a time now instead of uh, splitting my time between multiple games uh, because it's it's nice it's it's gratifying to be able to work on multiple projects. But now we're in the situation where I've been we've been sitting on Internet Court just for for so long at this point. Like this footage is is quite old uh, at, at this point, um, and it's just. I don't know, it's, I'd prefer to be able to just work on one project and get it out in a timely manner and then move on to the next one, as opposed to work on two projects that neither of which can really come out in a timely manner just because there's only so much time. Yeah, I'm going to check the uh, the dates on this, but it looks like, yeah. Oh, so don't. F- It'll be very depressing. The footage recorded was <laughs> uh, almost exactly a year ago, um, and just like the last character of the game, too. So just like the yeah. last person to send in footage. <laughs> I was talking with Victoria about this during uh, her live stream the other day. We were like, I, I think I, she, I think we recorded our footage like two years ago, maybe three years ago at this point. So, yeah, I'd, I'd rather not be sitting on stuff for, for that long. Um, I think it makes more sense to just do one at a time. Uh, on the plus side, like, yeah, this game's probably going to be out, uh, I would say February at the latest is my estimate right now. If not, if not sooner. Ah, that's great. Yeah. Depends on how well testing goes and if everyone complains about the lack of a pause button. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. Well, I, I, I shouldn't try- have brought it up. I could try to figure it out again. I actually... No. I- no. <laughs> no more pause button. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was, was going to talk about something different. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look okay. it up now. Okay, good. So, um... I was just messing around, I guess, on Amazon when one of the things they suggested was a, a book on program. Apparently, there are a bunch of kids uh, books, you know, like teach kids how to code in Python or teach kids how to oh, code, cool. period. And so I, I just checked my library and it's like, oh, well, 30, 30 short games that kids can make in Python. And so I'm like, ooh, maybe, maybe that would be good to look into give us ideas for how we could possibly do puzzles in the future. I have no idea. Oh, interesting. Huh. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see, like, what kind of games they talk about making in Python. I don't even know what else you can do with Python. Like, I I have not scratched the surface of any of that stuff. I don't know anything. (laughs) Apparently, there's just a bunch of books for kids on, on, like, simple programming. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, why why didn't I read this first? I, so I thought you were going with that was I thought you were going to say, so I'm going to get my kids to start reading this stuff now so that they can be our programmers. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> how to mod the game, how to hack your game. Oh, fun. Oh. 
moving the pizzas. What? Yeah, so so there's at least a dozen books teaching kids how to do simple simple programming. I was just going to say something else um, I wanted to look into at some point um, is to check out, like, mystery card games or, uh, you know, the mystery subscription thing. See how other people do it. See if maybe I could turn that into a game. Hmm. Well, what do you mean? I don't know. Apparently there's a bunch of, like, uh, whatever you call it, like, mystery card games where it are, like, escape room games card games too where it's just like 60 cards and just randomly dole them out and a, a game results i have no idea how that would work so that's like on my list of things to eventually look at we've uh elizabeth and i have actually played uh several of these uh room escape card games um during you know social distancing quarantine <laughs> last year mm-hmm. um we've been playing ones uh I think the series is just called Exit. Uh, yeah, that's it. That was the one everybody. Oh, said that's to the play. one. Yes, because it's really good. Uh, I can tell you some some quick basics about it. You get uh, a little booklet that sort of starts you out. Um, you you give a scene that you uh, examine, like a big image of a of a scene that you're in. Like it might be the the foyer of a mansion, say, uh, and you'll see a bunch of locked rooms on the art. Um, and you'll be guided to draw cards from a deck that provide you with puzzles to solve. And if you solve the puzzle correctly, you put the number that you get from solving the puzzle into a code wheel. And the code code wheel directs you to oh, pick up a card from a different deck. And that tells you if you did it correctly or not. That's sort of the basic. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. making it sound so so much duller than it actually is. We've We've bought like seven of these things by now. We're, we've been really into it. Yeah. So my uh, yeah my idea was to eventually look into that. See, it's like, is there a way to program a game? It looks like somebody took a couple of choose their own adventure books and turned those into card games too. I've seen those. I haven't played those yet. It's like literally they are choose your own adventure branded games. And I and uh, yeah, I think mm-hmm. I think you're right. I think they actually just take text from the books. So that's, uh, that's... I haven't checked those out yet. I haven't checked out any like I, I know I mentioned looking into like doing those game book things to get ideas, but I never did. So, <laughs> well, yeah. Now you should turn one of your choice of games games into a card game like that. Yeah, yeah. What's this? Is there's an Oregon Trail card game? Oh my goodness! I have not played that. I've thought about it. Um, and there's this one I've been playing with my game group uh, over Zoom. Uh, we just we just finished it, um, a story driven kind of board game uh, called Legacy of Dragonholt. Uh, that has been a ton of fun. It's like a combination of Dungeons and Dragons and Choose Your Own Adventure. You have like a character sheet with different abilities and hit points and stuff like that. Um, and as like a group, you take turns reading out of the, uh, the storybook. And then it's like one person gets to make the decision for the group at the end of, of each section of dialogue. Uh, and then, you know, stuff happens. <laughs> you might, uh, for example, you might try to use the, uh, thunder rune, uh, to try to strike your enemy with lightning. Uh, and if you're not skilled in alchemy, you might end up, uh, hurting yourself and all of your friends, <laughs> stuff like that. 
It was that was that was a tremendous amount of fun. I highly recommend that for everyone's social distancing game groups. Hmm. Legacy of Dragonhold. You played any games late recently? Uh, oh, you played Jenny LeClue. Yeah, that was basically that was my last big uh, adventure game. Um, the other games I I don't even remember at this point. I'll, I'll check. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, just another Carol Reed game. And then uh, oh, cool. Dark Parables, the final Cinderella, which was a game I did seven years ago, and I didn't play the bonus chapter. Um, never got around to it for whatever reason, so I I went back and did the uh, bonus chapter. Excellent. I was um I was looking at one of the uh, Carol Reed videos. I was kind of surprised how they do um the the character portraits. Um, specifically like transitioning from one character expression to another, like it's just like a jump cut from smiley to frowny. Um, and I, I thought that was quite jarring compared to the way we've done it in Cat President, which is kind of a, 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 a fade, a, like dissolves into the other, into the next view. Like you dissolve from happy into sad. I think that, that looks a little better. I thought it looked kind of bad. <laughs> in, yeah. Uh, in I the think they've done, I don't know if they've done that. I think in other games they um they, they they get fancier and they can do the thing where the the person you're talking to changes expressions or poses like mid sentence. Oh, fun! Oh, that's hard. So they they say like three or so. You know, they have like three or four different yeah, pictures yeah. for like a particular line. But is is there any sort of like transition, or is it still just like image, image, image? It's still just still, it's just going yeah, between still I images, think, I think. I still think that looks, I think it looks weird. I don't know. But I don't, I don't know what kind of software they're using to make the games too. So maybe that's just a limitation of the software. They do have a million images per character, though. I will say that for them. I was, I was shocked by the, like, the number of, of subtle expression changes that they have for those characters. They must be like actually taking the pictures in front of a green screen, or they must have some automated way to uh, to cut the characters out and put them into the game. Because I I, I remove character uh, models from their backgrounds by hand, and that takes forever. Uh, I I can't imagine that they're doing that for like 30, 40 images per person. Yeah, I I do think some of them are uh, just you know he just took pictures of this person sitting on their sofa, just took like a dozen <laughs> pictures. I I don't know. Yeah. Um, there are definitely times where the person who um is doing the voice is not the person whose picture is being taken. <laughs> if that makes sense, but there are other times when that is the case. Well, it's like what I did that to you in uh, Pizza Boy. Your character like yawns or laughs a couple times, and I just recorded myself doing it. <laughs> and it's quite jarring if you know us and our voices. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I've been playing, uh, like I mentioned, Arcade Spirits. Um, I got it as part of the um, the Itchio Social Just uh, Social Justice Bundle that came out over the summer. Uh, it's it's pretty cool. It's a dating sim uh, set. In a in a game in, a, in an arcade in a video game arcade, um, but it sort of imagines this world where the gaming crash of the '80s never happened, and games sort of evolved to be more of a, a social arcade experience instead of uh, an individual console experience. Like the the primary gaming scene appears to still be in in arcades, 
Um, so that's kind of fun. And there's there's a lot of very cute people you can date in the game, too, of course. Uh, all of which, like, I, my God, I cannot believe how many muscles some of these guys have. Like, the the the, the accountant is, like, the sexiest man on Earth, which is not something <laughs> I w- really expected going into this game. <laughs> And I didn't, you can't even tell until uh, you get to the requisite uh, beach chapter and suddenly everyone is much more naked than they were earlier in the game. Oh, dear. Uh, I've, I've been having a lot of fun with this game, though, so uh, I definitely recommend it. And yeah, like I was saying, that's the game I was saying that has the character customization options, too. Sounds like fun. I was going to play a couple of Switch games, but my Switch controller broke, so this, this month no. has just been waiting for Nintendo to give my switch controller back yeah all right i think that about does it for this month's episode you can follow us on twitter i'm at paul m franzen and michael is at argleflump spelled exactly as it sounds you can check out all of our games on steam or itch.io or just visit orock.com for the complete library uh are you ready for this michael our new theme song what is by Fifth Avenue, you can check them out on SoundCloud. (laughs) Uh, And finally, if you have any questions about game development or our games specifically, we'd love to hear them. Email them to podcast at orock.com. Is there anything you'd like to add? What happened to Dead Monster by March of the Danger Man? (laughs) Sorry, they're gone now. New song, it's new song time. Okay, okay. No one's going to know what podcast they're listening to when it starts up in their feed, and I'm really sorry about that. I hope by now everyone's figured it out. (laughs) Okay, bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. I swear, if there's tentacles in here somewhere...